When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Project Loving Myself Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. You are listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself Podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hi, everyone. So I'm back with you today with a solo episode. This is my second solo episode for this season, and I decided to come back with another one because so many of you wrote to me after my first solo episode telling me how much you enjoyed the uh, Create Your Life meditation that I did, the Design Your Dream Life. So thank you again for writing in, for sharing your thoughts, your feedback. I love hearing what you guys have to say. And the more you tell me what you want, the more I'm happy to do the kind of episodes that you guys like. Now, this particular solo episode is about soulmates. And if any of you have been following the buzz that's been happening on social media with Elena Darna and Derek Ramsey's engagement, you'll understand why I'm talking about soulmates today. So how are Ellen and Derek connected to Project Loving Myself? Well, here's what happened. In season one, episode 19, I did a episode interviewing Ellen Adarna. She was talking about how she had conquered mental health and anxiety. And we ended up talking about her love life, her relationships. And so I did a very special soulmate manifestation meditation for her. It's actually a theta healing technique of calling in your soulmate. And if you're ready for that, you know, if you've done enough work on yourself, then usually in about three months, at least that's my experience with my clients, your soulmate does come into your life. And what you do with that soulmate relationship is completely your free will choice. And so the episode with Ellen happened around November of last year, 2020. And apparently about two months later, Derek Ramsey came into her life and they are now engaged. They're going to get married. Uh, This just happened um, last month. So we're talking in a span of about four months. She has met her soulmate. They have discovered 
the chemistry between themselves. They've gotten to know each other and they're now engaged to be married. So this is a beautiful story of how we can attract and manifest our soulmates into our own life. And since, you know, this engagement has gotten gone viral, you know, everyone's been messaging, everyone's been tagging Project Loving Myself, and Ellen too has been tagging the podcast. So I've gotten, of course, plenty of questions from a lot of you guys about soulmates and how to do the same thing for yourselves. And so this episode is really about soulmates. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the concept of soulmates, how to attract the soulmate, why it worked for Ellen, and um, any other questions that you probably have about soulmates. I hope to be able to answer it in this episode. I also have a very, very special episode coming up where I have invited Ellen and Derek on the show together. And you guys are just going to love the chemistry between the two of them. So that is on season two coming up in a couple of episodes. And so this soulmate episode that I'm doing today is hopefully going to get you to understand how their union has happened and how you can create the same thing in your life if you choose. So let me start with my own soulmate story. Now, when I was in my 20s, I had traveled the world quite a bit at that point. You know, I grew up in Japan. I lived in the U.S. for a while, in London, and I also lived in Dubai after that. And through all my travels, I met a lot of different people. I got to know quite a few people, and I definitely experienced a variety of different relationships. But most of my relationships were extremely rocky. Very few of them actually lasted beyond a couple of months. Most of them were pretty short-lived. And there was always a lot of drama in my relationships. And when I mean drama, I mean, you know, conflict, uh, difficulties, challenges, you know, not being on the same page, um, not feeling good about myself. And essentially, it was never easy for me in relationships. And to compound things, all the relationships around me were not that great either. You know, I had a lot of friends who were in serious relationships and I saw that there was a lot of conflict and stress in those relationships. I had friends and family who were married and even their relationships were far from ideal in my in my eyes and my perspective. So, Although I believed in true love, I believed in soulmates, you know, I believed in the idea of the one, um, I think at the same time, I was quite afraid of relationships because I had yet to find any relationship around me that I wanted to be in, you know, that looked like something I wanted my rest of my life to look like. So I think there was a lot of inner conflict within me. And so what I was attracting into my space was more of that. Now, many of my relationships that I attracted in my life, the guys I dated always had some kind of issues. You know, sometimes there were commitment issues. Sometimes there were issues with loyalty. And I always thought they were the problem. And I know that a lot of my clients feel the same way. Like they feel very disheartened by dating. They feel that it's always sort of it ends badly or the same kind of things happen in their relationships. And almost always they come in feeling like the problem lies with the other person. 
But there's one thing that I realized in my own journey of finding love. It's never the other person. It's always us. And that really goes for everything in our life, especially so for relationships. Every time we think that the other person is the one who might have screwed up or the other person is the one who was disloyal or afraid of commitment, that's a good point to actually turn inward and take a look if that's really us. You know, are we the ones who have that very same problem that we're seeing in other people? So my issue was really commitment and my commitment issues, which I seem to see in my partners and my different relationships that I'd been, um, that I'd been in over time was really manifesting from the fears that I had about love and marriage and things not being as ideal as they look like in the movies. How could I commit to a relationship with anyone when deep down inside, I was afraid that it would never work out? You know, I was afraid that my life too would end up like the relationships that I was seeing around me, which were, in my perspective at that time, they just, you know, they seem like you're better off alone. Okay. Now, it was February 14th, and I remember this because it was Valentine's Day. I was in my late 20s, and uh, at this point, I already had my first healing center in Dubai, and uh, it was really something I was very passionate about. I did really well right from the beginning with my healing center, and so we ran a lot of different workshops and classes at my healing center, and on Valentine's Day that particular year, we held a soulmates workshop. It was just kind of a short workshop, and one of the facilitators, instructors who worked at my center was running it. And I was always around at the center, you know, it was my well being center, and I loved being there. It was just such a beautiful space. And I was always there working or making sure things were going smoothly, you know, I was always around. And so while this instructor was leading a group of people through this workshop, she called my attention and she asked me to join in, even though I wasn't really participating. And I remember telling her like, oh, go ahead. You know, I'm just doing work. I'm just kind of, you know, sitting here in the background and I've got a ton of stuff to do. And she said, no, I want you to participate. And so I couldn't really say no, I was cornered. So I said, okay, I'll join in. And one of the things she asked us to do was make a list of everything we wanted in a soulmate. And the rebel in me said, fine, I don't really want to do this. You know, my commitment issues were still kind of, you know, kicking live and screaming inside of me. So I was sort of rebelling by thinking that, well, you know, if we're going to make a list, I'm going to make a really difficult list. I don't think the universe can find me a person who exists that has all these traits. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, I'm just going to put everything I could think of and let's see, you know. And so I started my list and, you know, by number eight, you kind of run out of the good qualities you want in a person. And so I started putting things that are nice to have, you know, they're not like deal breakers in relationships, but why not? And I remember putting things like, I would love for my soulmate to, to dress really well. You know, I had this thing for, for men who dressed well, you know, men who, who were very, you know, um, metrosexual, I would say. Like, they really took care of themselves. I put things down like, it would be great if he had a swimming pool because I love to swim. And so kind of just to stick my tongue out at the universe, I wrote down 
50 things that I wanted in a soulmate. And the list was kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you. But I kind of had fun, you know, doing it. And I just put everything that I could think of on that list. It really got to number 50. And then we went and did a soulmate manifestation. You know, everybody in the class was a theta healer. So we were all quite familiar with the process. And so I did it and then I forgot about it. And that was February 14th, as I said. Now, a couple of months later, I ended up uh, going to the Bahamas because I was taking a class in Theta Healing and my instructor's training. And it was the first time that I met the founder of Theta Healing, which is the technique, the healing technique that I practice with all my clients. And I teach the technique as well. And the founder, her name is Vianna Steibel. And it was the first time I was really meeting her in person. And I met her and her husband. And they are really an amazing couple. It was the first time I'd ever seen two people so equally matched, you know, and they really inspired me. It was the first time I'd seen a relationship and I said, oh, this is what I want in a relationship. Like I finally had a template. I finally had a reference for something that made sense to me in terms of what I would like to have in a soulmate relationship or as a couple. Um, And so I was very sort of, I think, surprised and also inspired at the same time. A couple of weeks later, I was attending a wedding. My first cousin was getting married. My first cousin from Hong Kong was married, marrying her boyfriend who lived in the Philippines. He um, is a Filipino Indian living in Manila and their wedding was in Cebu. So I went down from Dubai to attend my first cousin's wedding. And at this wedding, I met a guy. Now the guy I met was definitely like a flirt. You know, he was really cute. And I just knew he was the type of guy that always had, you know, women around him. And he was a bit of a player. He looked like a player. And so I met this guy and we ended up having a lot of fun dancing at the wedding, talking, you know, so on. But I never took it seriously, especially because I figured he was one of those kinds of people, you know, those kind of people that I do not want to get involved with, especially because um, I was not looking for just having fun. And, you know, I wanted something more. I wanted something more meaningful at that point in my life. Anyways, um, After a couple of days of uh, essentially hanging out at this wedding, at my cousin's wedding, we left. I went back to Dubai. He went back to Manila. And um, we decided to keep in touch, oddly enough. And we started to talk to each other every day, long distance. We would talk through the night. And there was something about us. You know, there was something about our friendship. It was just very comfortable. It was very easy, effortless. And I was very honest with him about myself. You know, I was very honest about the things I did, things I believed in. And I almost tried to scare him off. I promise you, like I told him how weird I was. You know, I told him like, I believe in like, you know, angels and, you know, this is the kind of stuff I do. I do healing. And most people might think I'm a little bit weird because of the things that I believe in, like meditation and well-being and so on. This was, by the way, guys, more than a decade ago. So at that time, it wasn't as acceptable as it is today. So I tried to scare him off. You know, I kept telling him things about myself that I thought would make him be like, okay, this is just not the person for me. And he would just walk away. 
And that would be easier, right? Because I wouldn't have to do anything. He would just decide that I was not the right person for him. Because we actually had a lot of chemistry and there was a lot of, there was like this magnetic pull. So I couldn't quite understand it, but I knew that this was something special, something different. And so I tried to scare him off, right? I still had those issues with commitment. Anyways, it was about three or four days into talking to each other over the phone. And I went into my Theta Healing Meditation, which is something that I do on a daily basis. And I talked to um, the source energy, creator energy, however you look at that sort of super conscious energy. And in my meditation, I asked, you know, what's going on here? There's something about this guy and I can't seem to walk away. And it feels just amazing. So what's happening? And the answer that I got was, you're going to marry him. And so if you want to take your time and if you're going to, you know, get to know him, do long distance, it's your choice. If you want to dive right in, you're going to marry him anyways. And I remember just being like, wow, this is something that feels completely right with me. Like it, it sounds crazy, but it completely resonated with me. And I was just so at peace hearing that in my own meditative space, that guidance. And so from that point onwards, in my mind, I knew I was going to be with this person. I knew that I was going to spend my life with him. And so when he proposed about a month later, he came down to Dubai. We spent a week together. That was it. So we knew each other for all of what? A week and then maybe a couple of days at the wedding and everything else was on the phone. He proposed to me when he came down to Dubai, and I knew that, of course, I'm going to marry him. Of course, I'm going to say yes. And I did. I said yes right away. And that's what it's like with a soulmate. It's easy. It's effortless. And it's just feels so right in your heart. Okay. And I never had any doubt that this was the person I was going to be with in my life. Now, We ended up getting married five months later. We had a beautiful wedding in Bali and uh, I moved to the Philippines. That's how I got here, guys. And I've been here ever since. Um, So we, we got married and a few months later, all my boxes, everything that I had shipped from Dubai to Manila, it arrived in the Philippines. And as I was you know, unpacking and, you know, organizing all my things, I found that piece of paper that was wrapped up in a square. And when I unfolded it and I looked down my list of 50 things that I had written down about my soulmate, what I wanted in my soulmate, I took a pen and I started checking it off and checking off, obviously, all the things that my husband actually has, the qualities, the traits, And the craziest thing is I checked every single thing off the list. All 50 things were qualities or traits that my husband had. And the funniest thing is on the list, I actually put a red sports car. I don't really care about red sports cars. I just thought it would be fun. And so I put, you know, he has a red sports car on my list. And it was so funny because... My husband, when I um, married him, he had a silver sports car. And a month after we got married, he comes home one day and he says, I have a surprise for you. 
And I'm like, okay, what's the surprise? And he hands me over his keys and he says, go look outside. And he had his red, his silver sports car painted red for me. So it was like he was giving me a car, you know, that I could drive. And so a month into our marriage, I had a red sports car given to me by my husband. And he had no idea that I had made a list or I'd manifested these 50 qualities because I forgot about it, right? And I just started laughing because I said, you know, thank you to the universe. Like you literally gave me every single thing right down to the swimming pool and the sports car. And we've been married since. It's been more than a decade at this point. And I definitely say this has been the easiest relationship I've ever had in my life. Right from day one, there was a kind of sense of security and ease between each other that we knew no matter what challenges come into our lives, we can figure it out together. And I think that is one of the key things about a soulmate relationship is that sense of knowing, confidence, security, that no matter what, you're going to figure this out. You know, you're going to be in it together. So it doesn't mean that we won't have conflict or we won't fight or we won't have disagreements. It does mean, however, that we're both always going to come to the table and we're always going to figure out how to make this work. So that's my soulmate story. Tell me what you thought of that. Now that I've talked to you a little bit about my own soulmate journey, let's talk about what a soulmate really is. Now, there's a lot of different definitions, notions, ideas of a soulmate. Not all of them are correct. So let me define a soulmate to begin with. A soulmate is really someone you know from a different time and place. A soulmate could be a business partner, a really good friend, it could be a mentor. It could be anyone you're very close or close to, very connected to. But the soulmate that we're talking about on today's episode is the romantic kind. So the romantic type of soulmate is the kind of person that you have a very strong chemistry with. There's a magnetic attraction that draws you to each other. When together, you feel very comfortable, very much at ease with the person. It's almost like you recognize their energy because you've been there before. You sort of sense each other's energy and it's very familiar to you. Usually you want to be with each other all the time or you think about this person quite a bit. Um, and it usually comes from a place of strength and love and not a place from a place of fear or a place of lack. Okay. Often the soulmate relationship feels like it's meant to be. Now, this is a more general definition of soulmates, but I want to go a little bit deeper into it and talk to you about the different kinds of soulmates that exist. This information comes from Vienna Steibel, who wrote a book about soulmates, when um, talking about how we can manifest our soulmate. And this is something that we learn about in a Theta Healing class. The first kind of soulmate I wanted to talk to you about is the twin flame. Now, I've heard a lot of people ask me questions about a twin flame, or they think that what they want to find is their twin flame. A twin flame is actually not good soulmate material. A twin flame is someone who's exactly like you, okay? Chances are they're like your mirror image. And so instead of complementing each other, you actually compete with each other. 
So it's another person. You might be really attracted to them, but they're very much exactly like you. And that's not a good thing in a relationship. A relationship is always about balance and complementing each other. The next type of soulmate I wanted to talk about is the incompatible soulmate. These are people who've come together. Again, they might have the energy of soulmates. There's a chemistry and attraction. You know, they're very good together. But sometimes the timing is wrong. These two individuals who are in an incompatible soulmate relationship, probably they haven't worked out their own issues, their own traumas, and that ends up creating a lot of conflict in their life and therefore in their relationship. So usually this kind of a soulmate relationship doesn't last. Sooner or later, they go their separate ways because they haven't worked things out in their own space. And for an incompatible soulmate to become compatible with each other, they really have to work out their own past. You know, they got to work on their own issues. They got to clean up uh, their childhood, their past, whatever it is that is unresolved. It has to be worked on before they could actually become compatible with each other. The third type of soulmate is the diamond and the rough soulmate. This is quite common with people who manifest their soulmate that they get a diamond in the rough. This is the kind of soulmate that has a lot of potential to become like the most amazing relationship for you. But you might have to work on it with each other a little bit. You know, you might have to work through some issues together. There might be some challenges or um, usually one person in the relationship sees a lot of potential in the other. And Through that relationship, through the partnership, they actually grow together in the same direction and they actually become each other's compatible, amazing, just perfect partner type of soulmates. So a diamond in the rough may not seem like it's the perfect relationship in the beginning, but it grows into that. So this is definitely a very good kind of a soulmate relationship to find yourself in. On the other hand, there is the unfinished business soulmate. This kind of a soulmate usually has its, maybe its connection rooted in karma, something unresolved from another time and place. So we call that a karmic relationship. Probably there was an imbalance or something unfinished, um, again, from another time and place, and it sort of came in and um, carried into this life. And so... These people might come together because they have something to learn from each other or something to balance in their relationship, something to sort out. And once they finish doing that, one or both individuals will want to move on. So it's a soulmate relationship that's temporary. It doesn't really become permanent because they've only come together to work something out. And there might be a really strong attraction. There might be a really great connection but it's short-lived. It's not something that sustains or carries on after whatever needed to be worked out gets worked out, okay? And it can be a very painful separation. A lot of people are actually married in the unfinished business kind of soulmate partnership. And unfortunately, you know, one or both individuals, um, they go in different directions in the marriage and then it ends up um, dissolving because whatever they felt for each other 
sort of doesn't doesn't continue, it doesn't sustain. Okay, and in that kind of a relationship, you just have to let it go because you're done. There's actually a more compatible soulmate out there for you who, if you give it a chance, you'll meet that person and be much, much more fulfilled and happier. Now, I've mentioned four different types of soulmates, the twin flame, the incompatible soulmate, the diamond in the rough soulmate, the unfinished business soulmate. But what we're really looking for is that compatible soulmate, that compatible life partner. Sometimes we can even call it the divine life partner soulmate. This kind of a soulmate relationship is the one that where you come together to make each other better. Usually you have a common mission, goal, vision. You're probably going to teach each other a lot and you're definitely going to be there to support each other through a lot of different things. And that's really the kind of soulmate you want to manifest or create in your life. Now, I know we're talking about soulmates and a lot of you who are listening in might already be in relationships or you might be married. When you're manifesting for your soulmate, it doesn't mean you have to be single. It just means that you are aiming or you're looking to take your relationship to the next level. And that's the important thing because you can manifest your soulmate in your current partner if that's meant to be, okay? And in the relationship you are currently in, that person you might be with could be a diamond in the rough, okay? Or they could be a incompatible soulmate that could become compatible. So there's a lot of scope to take your existing relationship into a soulmate energy, And again, it still requires you to work out your own stuff, to clean up your past, you know, to work through your traumas and essentially get to the point that you can be soulmates to each other in the existing relationship. So that is completely possible. Now let's move on to understanding why most people are not in soulmate relationships. You might be one of those people that is looking for your soulmate. You might still be single and, you know, you might be going through relationship after relationship, doesn't end well, or it doesn't really make you happy or give you what you want. Or you might be currently in a relationship and somehow the relationship has a lot of potential, but it is far from that soulmate type of relationship that you read about or that you think uh, you deserve to have. The key is to understand that we recreate our past in our current relationships. So what you got to do is look back at your history, look back at your childhood, look back at the references that you have for relationships, and you'll find that most of your relationships look like other relationships you've seen in the past. Most likely, there are elements of your parents' relationship in your current relationship. Maybe you have ended up becoming more like your mother or your father than you ever wanted to be. As a child, our first template, our first uh, experience of marriage or relationship comes from looking at our parents. And the kind of relationship they had essentially sets the tone for what we expect, what we attract, and what we sort of create in our own life when it comes to relationships. So if there was a lot of fighting and conflict in your parents' relationships, chances are you're probably seeing the same pattern in your own. Or you're the type of person who has a hard time staying in relationships, 
Or the third option is you just don't get into relationships. You've convinced yourself that it's not worth it, you don't want to get into one, or you're too busy for it. Okay, now there's lots of reasons we might uh, come up with or create that keeps us protected or safe from getting into relationships, even though consciously we might want to be in one. But at the end of the day, our subconscious has lots of trauma and memories of how difficult relationships were, maybe in your parents' marriage or growing up, what you saw around you. And so our subconscious is always trying to protect us from what it perceives is going to be a very painful experience, which is relationships, marriage, and so on. So take a look at your parents' relationship. Were they loyal to each other? You know, was there cheating? Was there um, any kind of uh, issue with alcoholism or addiction? Were there lies? I mean, just study or look back at your past and try to see what you might have drawn from your parents' relationship into your own And this is not something you've done consciously. It just happened because that's what you learned. That's your first impression, okay? And so most of the time when I'm working with my clients and they have a challenge or issue in the relationship or marriage, we find the root cause in the parent's relationship with each other. And so healing your trauma, healing your past, resolving those issues will definitely help you to redefine in your mind what a relationship should be like, okay? Another thing that you need to also consider is if there was a lot of conflict growing up, and it could be conflict that had nothing to do with your parents' relationship with each other, but perhaps conflict connected to the family, conflict connected to finances, other external pressures, If there was a lot of conflict that showed up in the marriage in your life, you know, like you were the child and this is something that you saw between your parents, even though it wasn't about the relationship between your parents, but that conflict could also have impacted your definition, idea, or understanding of marriage, which might be something or relationships that you might grow up subconsciously trying to avoid. And that's why I said in the beginning of the episode that a lot of times the commitment issues that we see in other people, in people that we're in relationships with, is often our own commitment issue, okay? Now, if you do not clean up your past issues, so there are a lot of unresolved issues from your past, you might still attract your soulmate. And you probably know people who are in you know, relationships where they are married or they're with um, their soulmate. But what ends up happening is you won't be able to keep that soulmate around for very long or you won't allow them to be your soulmate because your unresolved issues will show up sooner or later in that relationship or in the marriage, okay? So issues like trust or betrayal, issues of feeling, you know, dominated or, you know, other financial issues, whatever was the issue that you grew up with, it's going to show up in your relationship eventually. So these things don't stay buried. They don't stay hidden. They show up. And that's usually why people may start off in really good relationships, you know, relationships that have the potential to really turn into happily ever after. 
but they come crashing at some point because one or both individuals' unresolved issues from the past surfaces up and gets in between. So I definitely recommend that before you're looking to manifest your soulmate, make sure you've cleaned up your past. You know, make sure you've worked through your challenges. Make sure you've even delved into your past to understand what happened and how it's shaped you. And just cleaning up your history, your past, will help you to be in that perfect position to attract your soulmate into your life. And then you won't sabotage it, you won't get into your own way, and you'll allow yourself to have everything that you deserve. You know, you'll allow yourself to have the most beautiful relationship because you don't have anything to work out from the past that needs to come up or get in the way just for you to learn your lessons or to grow as a person. I hope that makes sense to you. I mean, of course, it's a lot deeper than that. And when I work with my clients in my healing sessions, we get into this and I help my clients essentially see how their past has shaped their present and is still continuing to shape their future. And just by cleaning out the past, we see so many things in the current situation transform in a positive way. And we, my clients go on to create much better futures for themselves. So what can you do? I mean, other than working through your past, which is definitely something very, very important to do, you must get to a point where you're ready to be your own soulmate. When you feel like you don't need a soulmate, you're ready, whole and complete. There's no longer any attachment. There's no need. There's no void. There's no lack. You've actually learned to love yourself for who you are and all that you are. That's usually the perfect timing when the universe actually sends you your soulmate. I've seen that work for so many of my friends and my clients. When they finally get to a point where they don't need that soulmate, they're not craving for one, they're not asking for one, they actually really feel good about themselves and they know that with or without their soulmate, they're really happy, they're doing great. That's when the soulmate actually walks into their life. And this has a lot to do with our journey of life. We are all meant to learn to love ourselves. We're all meant to get to that state of completion. A good question to ask yourself is, am I a good soulmate to someone else? Am I understanding? Am I willing to be vulnerable to do the work? Am I willing to open up and you know make space in my life for someone else? Am I ready to learn from each other, to give and to receive? You know, these are very important things to learn about yourself and to learn in a relationship with someone else. To be a soulmate to somebody else is just as important as having a soulmate in your own life. It is meant to be a mutual partnership. You're meant to be able to be as good a soulmate to someone else as they are to you. But if you're not there yet, if you're still working on yourself, then I say, you know, continue to work on yourself. Get to a point where you really love yourself. You learn to appreciate and recognize all the amazing things about yourself. Because, you know, when you're at that place in your life, then whoever you attract into your life will see that about you too. One of the best kept secrets about soulmates is very simple. You will attract into your life someone who is the equal vibration as you. 
So the amount of love that you have for yourself, you're going to actually attract or manifest a partner who loves you that much. And so if you don't really love yourself, if you don't really respect yourself, if you don't really think you're important or prioritize yourself, often you'll find yourself in a relationship where you're treated the exact same way by your partner. You're not respected. You know, you aren't prioritized. You're not uh, made to feel as important as you want to feel. And we tend to look for what's missing in us, in our partner, when in fact we have to learn to give it to ourselves, so that we can attract a partner who can also share that with us. One thing I know from my own experience with my soulmate relationship that I manifested is how, how I feel about myself is the kind of behavior that I'm going to attract from my partner. That's the way he is with me, the way I am with myself. Okay, And so if you want to be truly loved, if you want to be taken care of and you want to be respected, you want to be understood, then try having that kind of relationship with yourself. Try respecting yourself. Try understanding yourself better. Go deeper into your own relationship with yourself. That's why this podcast is called Project Loving Myself, right? The most important relationship we're ever going to have is the relationship we have with ourself. And it is the relationship with ourself that gets mirrored into every relationship we have around us. It always starts from us. So do the work, clean up the past, work on being the best you can be. And when you're ready to attract that soulmate into your life, a simple soulmate manifestation will bring that person in. Even if you didn't do a soulmate manifestation, I think if you follow the steps that I've talked about in today's episode, you'll find yourself walking into your soulmate anyways. It just makes it a little quicker when you've done the work and you've gone ahead and done the soulmate manifestation. Then that right person comes really quickly and really easily in your life and you'll be ready for it. You know, and most importantly, you'll be in a space where you can be that soulmate to the other person as well, which allows your relationship to grow. It allows your relationship to blossom and you really are supported in that relationship and you can support your partner as well. And it turns out to be the most beautiful experience in life. It's something I definitely am very grateful, very blessed to have. And I would love for each and every one of you to experience that. You deserve it. And why not? You know, we all deserve to be loved. We all deserve to be taken care of and to feel nurtured by our partners and to do the same for our partners as well. And I do believe, I strongly believe actually, that two whole and complete people coming together will raise children who are actually going to change this world. You're going to raise children who are going to be well-adjusted, who are going to know how to love each other because they see it. They've grown up around you having this great relationship and marriage. And even though there's going to be tough times, your kids will see you work it out together. Your kids will see you in a very balanced and 
beautiful relationship. That will be their template. That will be their reference point. And they will grow up and they will create those kind of relationships for themselves. So it's not only about you, but it's about what you're going to pass down to the next generation. All right, guys, I think that is what I have for you today. Let me know if this inspired some realizations, some ideas. Definitely write in, post, share your thoughts. I would love to hear more about what you have to say. Um, I've spent the entire podcast sharing my thoughts. Now it's your turn. Thank you for joining me today on this solo episode of the Project Loving Myself podcast. If you like my solo episodes, do write in and let me know. And I will be back next week with another exciting guest for you. Remember that if you want to go back and listen to any of my previous episodes, including the episode with Elena Darna from season one, episode 19, feel free to just go back and take a listen. My quote for this week, my Project Loving Myself quote is, be your own soulmate. And I think, you know, this entire episode has made it very clear why that is something that could really bring a lot of beautiful energy into your life. Remember, you are loved, you are amazing, and you deserve to have your soulmate. See you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.